no, I will not conform. You raw dog your ideas. I raw dog. I raw dog. My a girl has knees. I have it's smooching knees. Would I be gay? Probably. Whoa. Hi guys. What up? This is never gonna like be normal. No, for me. we're we're so bad at starting a podcast. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Um, hey guys, I'm Michaela and I'm Mariah. And welcome to It Burns in a Good Way, the podcast, a podcast all about things that burn in a good way most of the time. Things like student loans, working out, and the things we do to dull the pain. Join us every week where we cover the things that matter, the things that don't, and everything in between. Woohoo! Mm. <sighs> Wonderful. Thank you. Fantastic job. Crushed it. Thank you. Episode seven. Just really smoothing it out, guys. Is it seven? Episode seven. Stop. I know. That's insane. We're almost to double digits. And by almost, (gasps) I mean, not really. But we're, if you round up. Yeah. Yeah. Seven rounds to 10. So, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's episode seven. Do's and don'ts of first dates. And none of the opinions we're about to give are factually based. So. Oh God, no. What are we drinking? <laughs> oh yeah. What are we drinking? Uh, we're drinking a Paloma. Yeah. What's in a Paloma? Do you know? Um, it is, I just made it. So I should know it is grapefruit, nice. um, club soda, mm-hmm. um, tequila, of course, lime juice, a little bit of sugar, mm-hmm. simple syrup or whatever. Yeah. And then I think you're supposed to put salt on the rim, which I did not. Yeah, Al put salt on mine. Thank you, Al. Thank you, um, Al. Thank you, Not Al. for me, but for... <laughs> oh, yeah. mm, cheers. Cheers. Clink. Clink. So good. That's pretty good. Um, I'm sad because our last two episodes, we got to clink in person. I now know. we're back to virtual clinking. It's just not the same. It's not. It's not the same. We've talked about what burned. Okay, yeah. who goes first this time? Is it you or me? Probably me. I think it might be me. Mm. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. So I got an IUD put in last week. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> um, no. Say more about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was not like a super traumatic story. Um, I did go into my appointment, not knowing that I was going to be getting an IUD. I was thinking I would just like talk to my doctor about it. And yeah. turns out the timing of it, me, I was on my period for those of you who really need to know, um, it, that's like the best time to get an IUD. And as it happened, I was on my period and I was just talking to her about like all my options and that kind of thing. And so she was like, Oh, you want to just do it today? And I was like, dude, yeah, you raw dogged your IUD. I raw dogged dogged my IUD. I think that raw dog is the funniest phrase ever in the world. And I love that you just said that. That's what I did. I, I raw dogged. I don't use it in my um, daily life, like, but you're like vernacular. I'll use it for Fine. you. Thank you. Anytime like it comes <laughs> up, like it pops in your head, just say it. Mm. It'll make me happy. You got it. Um, but yeah, so, and I'm actually glad that I raw dogged it because I think that I would have um, freaked out. Like, I think I would have freaked myself out leading up because then I would have had to wait an entire month um, to go back to it. Yeah. Um, so I'm the type of person that like, I don't want to know all of the worst case scenarios. I only need positive reviews. I'd like to only know about the positives and I'd like to be ignorant mm-hmm. and go in blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's essentially what I did on mm-hmm. Friday. And, um, it, it, it was not great. Like it definitely hurt. And I had to like lay on the, the table for about a half an hour and, and drink some water. And I think like, I like really took my time. And I think had I like gotten up, I probably would have passed out or like thrown up or whatever. But I just like, I, like she warned me and I've heard like all of the stories. So I was like, I'm just going to like take my time and like, and it was fine. It was crampy for the first couple of days. It's like, what is it? Day four now. Um, and I feel a lot better. I'm like maybe a little bit crampy, but 
I'm just curious to see like how it works for me. Cause I think it like, it's just a crapshoot for every woman, the like certain birth controls work for them and certain birth controls don't. And so, yeah. so far it's been good. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm manifesting it. Good. Yeah. You know, we just, we, this is a As podcast of raw dogging and manifesting everyone. Yeah. So that's all we do. Just yeah. some good, clean family yeah. raw dogging. Yeah. Good, clean family fun. Okay. People of all ages yeah. enjoy our podcast for everybody for everyone. That's why we have that little E on every episode. It means everyone. Um, no, that is traumatic. I also have had an IUD, but I was prepared and I did plan it also on my cycle because that's what they tell you to do. And I also Mm -hmm. took ibuprofen before, and I still almost passed out and had to lay there for 45 minutes and have a juice box. So a juice box. I know they're really nice. I feel like that's a really common thing though. A lot of women are talking about getting IUDs because of yeah. all the stuff that's going on in our country right now. Yeah. That, I, that crossed yeah. my mind too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you yeah. just don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. So, and yeah, my IUD experience was great. I don't have it anymore, but it was, um, wonderful. And if I had to get on birth control again, honestly, that's probably what I do. Cause I don't like to have that's to think about it. What I need to so. hear. Thank you yeah. for saying that. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm proud of you. Way Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. I've had like a lot of little things that have burned in the last like couple of weeks since we recorded the last time, but none of them feel like super important, but something that is going to become increasingly important in the next um, year is that Al and I are getting married. And this is also, I think a trending topic right now because everybody's minds are blown with how much money weddings cost. (laughs) And I think people like at least I kind of assumed like, yeah, 2021, 2022 going to be really expensive because people are like, who had postponed their weddings from 2020 are trying to find dates and whatever. But like by fall of 2023, we should be fine. Like everything should go back to normal. No, like we had picked a venue, I don't even know, 19 months in advance, like right when we got engaged in February of 2022, Mm -hmm. we called around and our venue didn't have any Saturdays in the fall already for 2023. Like it was so quick. And so I kind of like my expectations (laughs) were misplaced a little bit. Like I thought it was going to be a lot easier to plan. And now it's almost 12 months out. So we're looking for a catering vendor and everyone like, I think has had an initial reaction as I did, which is holy crap, food is so expensive. (laughs) And so is alcohol. And like, how do you even know for a 2023 wedding what you should spend money on and what you shouldn't spend money on? And like, what is an appropriate amount of money per person for food? And like, is it even going to taste good? (laughs) So long story short, we had an original um, vendor talk to us about food options and it was extremely pricey and they only did food. They wouldn't do alcohol also. So we'd have to get two vendors. So this new vendor we're working with can do everything. They can do alcohol and dinner, including cocktail hour and appetizers and late night food. And we got our total and it was just way higher than I would have thought. Um, but now that we've sat with it, it's getting better, but I put that number into like our existing budget and my brain blew like a gasket. I was like, oh, cool. So now this original number that we thought it was going to be, it's like thousands of dollars more than that. And then we had realized that we also didn't add other things into our budget that we need to add in there. So that is um, cool. And so that's where we are right now, 12 months out from the wedding, trying to figure out how much money this is actually going to cost. Um, And hoping for the best. Yeah. But wedding planning burns like a bitch. Oh yeah. It'll all pay off in one singular day. Mm. (laughs) We're paying tens of thousands of dollars for a six hour party. Yeah. Maybe seven. That is, it's going to be so fun though. So fun. (laughs) We're going to have the best time ever. And that food's going to be good. We are, we have a tasting in a month. Hopefully the food is good. Cross your fingers because I don't want to look for another vendor. Yeah. So I want to be done. You're pretty sure you're going to go with them as long as you like the food when you go taste it. As long as the food is good. And like, 
everything kind of lines up and they're able to do what we want them to do and it fits with the timeline, then yeah, we're going to go with them because they're on the lower end too yeah. of like what things cost. I just can't imagine. And we're not even having like that big of a wedding. We're hoping for yeah. 150 people. What are people who are having 200 people at their wedding? What are you spending? What? How much money is your wedding and who's paying for it? Because wow. Yeah. <laughs> like oh I can't, God. my wedding is two brides. So we have two sets of parents who are like imagining that they would be paying for their daughter's yeah. wedding. Yeah. That's the only reason we can afford to do what we're doing. Like we couldn't afford it on our own budget. There's no way I'd be able to save enough money by next September to pay for any of this wedding by myself. And Al's in the same situation. And like, if it was just my parents, there's no way yeah, we could have the wedding that we're planning on having because that's just crazy. Yeah. I'm like watching you go through all of this and I'm like, Oh, like taking notes. I mean, yeah. I should have started saving like 10 years ago for yeah. that my non-existent wedding. That doesn't. Yeah. And I just, I feel like in the scenario, it probably would benefit me to be a little bit more low maintenance, but I'm not like, I am very particular and I'm a little bit more of a high maintenance human. Um, and I'm very type a, and so yeah. we still have, we don't get married for 13 months and I'm glad I'm doing all of this now because I couldn't imagine being like six months out. And having to like work through all of this stuff um, because that just seems like so much stress. That's insane. Yeah. Let's get into it. First dates. Yeah. So my first, yeah. My first question. I I really want to like learn something from this. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll be your guru. I'm supposed to be the expert on this and I'm supposed to like give. But, uh, if anything, you're the one who's getting married. I'm the one who's single. So if anybody should be giving advice, it's you, not me. (laughs) Yeah. But I date women. I mean, I have dated men, but it didn't go very well, obviously, as I'm marrying a woman and not a man. Like if I did a good job, I feel like I would marry. Not really. Well, maybe we'll find out because here's what I want to know. So first off, what do you think a first date should be? I want to see how close we are to the same page. Like if you had to design a first date, like what do you think it should look like? Um, like in terms of like logistics. Yeah. Like what are you, like, what are you, what are you doing? Where are you going? Okay. So yeah. I went on a, I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. Oh, I Sure. Don't answer I'm, the question at all. <laughs> I'm just like process of elimination. Yeah. Do it. Um, I went on a picnic once. Bad okay. idea. Don't do that. Okay. Um, I I personally, um, I think this goes along with the picnic thing. I wouldn't do a day date. Okay. Um, don't know why. It just feels okay. weird. Um, as a first date, you wouldn't do a day date. Yeah. Okay. Like a coffee date. You would or wouldn't wouldn't okay. and I think that's preference like I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like that's not me giving advice like if you were really into coffee dates mm-hmm. that's great but like something feels off with that one if I was like a 16 year old then I would do that but like sure. 27 mm-hmm. um my I guess like my ideal date is to go get drinks mm-hmm. and to do them kind of early like seven eight ways and like early but like and then if we want to get food after we have that option mm-hmm. or I can be like, oh, fuck, I have a really early morning tomorrow and I'm trying to dip. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my ideal first date in terms okay. of logistics. So here's how close we are to like being on the same page and like okay. what I think about like dating women. So Alan, I had this conversation earlier today because I wanted to know her opinion also. And we both said no dinner on a first date. Okay. And so we did say coffee or preferably drinks. So we're close, right? Like I think drinks is an ideal first date because it's not super lengthy and you're not stuck. Like you can get a drink and pay for it at the bar and be able to leave whenever you want to leave. Right. Whereas like dinner, you have to sit there and like order a drink. And if they want to order an appetizer, you're like, Oh my God, that adds an extra 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. And then also like, it's like the who pays thing. I think that one's kind of like a weird thing. And that if you're not doing dinner, that kind of eliminates it. And like, like if they pay for your drink, that's cool. But like, it's not like a 
it's less of a thing. Yeah. Have you ever had a man want you to Venmo him for your drink? No. Okay. So like in the queer, like women community, in my experience, whoever asks the other one out, that's who pays. So like, I know traditionally it's like men because they usually ask people out are the ones that pays. Like when it's both women, like people ask me like, how do you know who pays? And I'm like, well, we either pay for our own or like, it's typical that the person who asks for the date will be the one that spends the money. But I've heard heard horror stories. Yeah. I've heard that for like hetero couples as Mm. well, that like they'll kind of try to like lean towards that. But I think that that's actually a really great topic of like who pays like in a hetero situation. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, I'm always down if the guy wants to pay, like do not, I will not stop you and (laughs) I will pay for myself. Um, I totally can, but, um, I think that you get bonus points if you pay. Yeah. It, and, and like, I, if I have to pay for my own stuff, I won't hold it against you, but I will be a little bummed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially if he asks you yeah. to go on the date, he but should then, be willing like, to pay. The question though, is, is that like a lot of dating is now stemmed from online dating. And so sure. like, is it like who liked who first? Like who's yeah. the one who's going to crack in that conversation to suggest? Right. Because if you're, if like, I think early on, you know, whether or not it's going to turn into a date. And yeah. so then it's just like, whoever's impatient enough to ask first. It's true. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I can imagine that like virtual dating has also like thrown it off. Thrown it yeah. off. It's hard to know who should be paying for what but like in in a queer relationship like in my experience it's whoever asks and that's how you know that makes sense Mm -hmm. and then so you said like drinks we definitely said that I I also said like an activity which kind of goes against what you said about like the day dates like you're not into it uh I don't love an activity okay um I feel like it almost like hinders getting to know somebody Mm. the only activity I would say is a no is like going to a movie yeah like another activity where you can like talk I would say like well it's something that's not difficult like I think a picnic is difficult to do for a first date you're like who's bringing what what are we doing where are we going like figuring all that that out that's too much (laughs) that's too much but like I don't know like something stupid and and once again like this is two women in my experience going on a date but like Mm -hmm color me mine or like in my town it was called glazed expressions where you like paint a pot or whatever that's like a very sapphic thing to do um like women love doing that kind of shit so like that kind of stuff is cool or like going to an event so like um I've gone to like a basketball game which you don't I mean you talk a little bit but I guess not that much you can talk like you can't talk at all during a movie but you can talk like during so right i'm not like well yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't i just yeah i went on a first date in high school with a boy um and we went to the movies and it was a james bond movie and like 30 minutes in he kept trying to like inch his hand closer to my hand and then we held hands for legitimately an hour and 40 minutes because james bond's really long movies and i felt weird about letting go so we were just sweating holding hands like sweating and nothing ever happened like he took me home and it was fine but like literally oh God, i mean we're like awkwardly so holding hands and just like the most clammy nervous like 17 year old hands um because i was like not a cool kid in high school like i wanted to be Nobody part of that was. group but i just wasn't and like i had met him um how old were you 17 oh okay 17 probably and he was from a different school and we knew each other because uh, we both lifeguarded at the same pool. And that was kind of like the closest I got to the cool kids in high school was like cool kids from other schools. And so my friends in high school were like often like I think the that's summer cooler. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. It was like other school because my yeah, school, cool. like I kind of like, I wouldn't say I was bullied in, in high school, but I was picked on by particular people in high school um like so all of my first dates in high school 
we're few and far between first off. And we're usually with people from other schools. And I kind of had like, when I was a senior, I kind of had like a little slutty phase and I like hung out with, um, a lot of boys from a different school. Yeah. Um, so I, I was trying to, um, my cute little high school teenage self was trying to figure out why I couldn't find a boy that I liked. (laughs) And Uh, I, um, uh I like messed around with a lot of different ones, trying to figure out like what was wrong. And all my friends were like obsessing over boys and were like upset when they broke up with them or didn't like them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who the fuck cares? Go find another one. And then I realized it's because um, I like women way more than I like women. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I don't know that like lesbian is my label anymore. I'm kind of like in the fluid zone, mostly because I feel like I could see myself, like if I wasn't getting married to Al, I feel like I'd be open to dating non-binary folks, but I'm still like, it's like that joke where it's like my sexuality is attracted to all women and one particular man. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's my sexuality. (laughs) Like, and I don't even know who that particular man might be. Like it's probably Harry Styles and also Austin Butler. And like, oh, interesting. Those are two very different. I know. Yeah. Like no one else. (laughs) So yes, that I think we're kind of aligned in the like drinks category of a first date. So tell me if you're going on a first date and having drinks with a boy, like what are the things that you do and don't do when you're going out to drinks with a man? For the first time. <laughs> what? Just like you personally, not like advice, but like, what do you do? Like, um, from like start to finish. I, I just, yeah. Give me some info. Well, it depends on the guy because first you have to pick where you're going and depending on where he's at and what his energy is, sometimes he's forthcoming but sometimes he, I think he like tries to be gentlemanly and wants Mm -hmm. you to pick. And so, um, we've talked about this, that Mm -hmm. like white horse is my go-to for everything. Mm -hmm. So for going to get drinks then, and like, nobody knows what to do. I'm like, let's just go to white horse. I will say that I don't think I've actually been on a date at white horse. So that has not panned out, but, um, weird, Um, weird. I do like, if, if they, if they're like, what do you like, you pick the place, then I ask him, okay, do you want like beer or cocktails Mm. or wine? Because those are like, I just need some kind of general direction from him. And then I will pick the place. Like I have been, I think maybe early on when I moved here, I, I didn't have, I wasn't equipped to like pick places, but like, I've been here long enough to like, know. okay. Like, okay where to go, like what to pick. So I'm not the kind of girl. It's like, Oh, I don't know where to go. Like I am sometimes, but like I've, I've gotten this down to a a T. So he tells me uh, that general thing. I pick the place and then occasionally they'll offer to pick me up, which Mm. I personally think is really sweet. Mm -hmm. And I like, I really appreciate when they offer usually I turn it down because, you know, serial killers. Yes. Um, (laughs) Occasionally, if I just have like a really good feeling about them, I might let them. Or if Mm -hmm. it's like, if like maybe he picked it or like depending on whatever, like whatever it is, um, if it is far away and he offers to drive, gas ain't cheap. So like, Mm. yeah, okay. Maybe I die. Maybe I Mm. save some money. Like, (laughs) I'll save some money. Okay. Like high risk, high risk, high reward. reward. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, terrible. But also I get it. uh, Thank you. It doesn't, I'm not like, I'm not recommending that. (laughs) No, no. If you're okay. If you're like a teenage girl or like a girl in her early twenties, my God, no. if a boy offers to pick you up on a date, if you're parents don't know this boy and you're not like family friends with this boy you don't get in a car with the boy only like 20 percent of the population will listen to that advice but that's fine i'm gonna give it we have a disclaimer yeah Yeah. we technically by society standards are grown-ass adults so uh, listen to us that is the uh legal term grown-ass adult grown-ass adult so listen to our advice i will also say that my okay so i my dear Dear best friend, Nicole, she has my location. All mm-hmm. of my close friends have my location. It's just mm-hmm. like a constant ongoing thing. And 
every time I go on a first date, I screenshot because it's always unhinged. Like mm-hmm. it's rarely ever in person that I've gotten a first date. <laughs> so I'll screenshot their entire profile, send it to her. Mm-hmm. I'll tell her exactly where we're going. She she has gotten information on every single first date of of the last two years of my life. Good. She has, she knows every single first date that I've been on, um, purely for safety and also for like gossip. Like yeah. I want to talk about it. So yeah. no, um, honestly, that's really smart. I think if you can find someone that you trust to like, give them the information, because truly you just don't know when Al, Al, so our, technically our first date that wasn't virtual, Al flew from Michigan to Utah to spend the weekend at my house. She landed and I picked her up in the airport and we went to have brunch right away. Cause she got there at like 10 30, 11. Her sisters were like texting her being like, are you good? Did you land? Text yeah. me back. Like be- yeah. because, you know, and I was like, tell them I'm not a serial killer. I'm not going to hurt you. Like, it's fine. And we had known each other at that point for just over two months, constantly talking on every like video platform available like so she had seen everything about my life we had you know had virtual dates and talked every single day for two months and they were still really concerned because you don't know as they should be yeah yeah you don't know good sisters yeah i think that's really smart i think that's definitely a do a first date tell other people that you're going look at you yeah i do have dues you do have dues i do have dues that's cute (laughs) okay so Definitely also another do that's in my kind of first date handbook is do something outside of your house. Um, oh I, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't really want to go to a stranger's house and I don't want them coming to my house. However, other people might disagree with me. Like I've definitely talked to women who have like had other women over for like a movie or whatever. But like, in my opinion, that's not always like a first date. That's like a Netflix and chill situation, which is also kind of dangerous, but there are different goals <laughs> when you have someone as a quote unquote first date over to your house to watch a movie and hang out. Like, yeah, that's not a date. No, yeah. I don't think so either. I don't okay. think so either. Um, but like I, if it's an actual first date and I want to have a future with that person, I'm not inviting them to my house. Yeah. So, And, and if somebody asks you out and they ask you to their house, Say no. They don't. Yeah. They don't want a future with you unless you want to sleep with them. Right. But they don't want to date you. They want to sleep with you. And if you want to sleep with them and not date them, great idea. Do it. But if you want to date them, say no. Mm -hmm. Also, like, make sure they're not a kid. Like, I'm assuming that you know them. Yeah. Do your due diligence before you go to their house. Safety aside, go ahead. Yeah. Like, as long as you feel safe. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like I have really um cliche dues that are like be yourself and don't try to like hide right. stuff. Don't try to hide parts of your life yeah. because they'll figure it out. Like if especially if you want a relationship with a person, the last thing you want to do is like not be yourself. And I do feel like because social media is a thing and we can like creep on the people we're going on a first date with beforehand and think that we know about their personal lives we can even subconsciously change what we talk about or what we wear or how we act because we see how they might act on social media and we want to fit with them. So like I've had people I've dated in the past that like they were really into like a certain sport. And so I was like, oh, cool. Like I've done that like once or twice, never done that. Like bought equipment to go and do that, claiming that I have done that before and I haven't. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just really bad. Like, and then going and learning all this new stuff and like not being myself and ultimately didn't have fun. Like, you know what I mean? And so I think that is a cliche thing to say, but like it becomes more important as we learn more about people preemptively and make assumptions about who they are and what they like to do. And then in order to get attention from them, we pretend like we also like that. Yeah you know, hundred <laughs> percent. I've yeah. done that. Yeah. So have I, and, and I've, I've gotten better at not doing that as I've gotten older, because mm-hmm. I think to your point, like I've learned that it never ends well. Yeah. You don't want to end up with someone where like they find out eventually that you weren't yourself for like, it's not the sustainable. 
Right. No, something's going to come out of the woodwork and you're going to be like, no, actually I didn't know. And it could be like 10 years later. Yeah. And divorce. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, so Ryan, who, if you listen to episode six, you would have heard a little bit from her, but like Ryan and I had talked about it when I first started dating Al was like a big green flag for her in me as like her being like my best and closest friend. She was like, I feel like you're yourself when you're with Al. And I had dated people in the past where I was trying to fit a particular mold so that they would like me more. And it was Uh, obvious to my friends. Authenticity. Yes. And, and to, to what you just said, like, if you feel like you can be yourself around someone, that's a green flag for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Huge green. That's good. Really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Aww. Any other do's at this point? Because we got to get to the don'ts. Okay. All right. Listen. So I'm going to get a stereotype out of the way really quick okay. because I date women. Uh, do you know what you hauling is? No. Okay. So there's a stereotype in like the women loving women community specifically mm-hmm. that women fall in love extremely quickly and that at the end of the first date, they U-Haul. So they basically go and rent a U-Haul and then move in after day one. I think you've told me this before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't do that. Yeah. And also like, don't love bomb on your date. Like that's a very woman thing. And that's not to say that every woman does that because like I've dated women who like, they do. I have gone out on dates with men who like, oh, it's way too much. Yeah way too much too fast. And like, um, it's not to say that like every woman who dates women does this because like I've specifically dated women who have like not done that. And it's really pissed me off, you know, but like, yeah, like people Balance. who are like, oh my God, do you even like me? Like we've gone on so many dates and you're mean to me. What? Yeah. Like, what is this? But I think there's this stereotype, right? That like women who start dating, they fall really, really quickly and move really, really fast. And I think if you can avoid that and really get to know someone and like figure out what your boundaries are and set them early in a relationship, there's nothing wrong with moving slow. Now, if it's too slow, you'll know, right? But like a first date, like don't you haul with your date and like give it time. And I think this is also something where you've had a different life experience than me, which is you've gone on first dates what's it called? Like at the same time, not the same exact time, but like you'll go on a first date with someone. And then the next weekend, go on a different first date with someone. Mm -hmm. I have never dated that way. I've Mm -hmm. always like gone on a first date with someone and then continued to see that through. And if it doesn't work, then go on another first date with someone else. I've never concurrently dated as social media and stuff. And like has, has, has kind of come into our lives more. And as my generation and your generation, like has grown up, I think it's less common at least in my experience, all of my friends, like there were hardly any of us that dated multiple people at the same time, like casually actually dated in the same way that that's the definition of dating. Like we didn't do that. We dated one person. And then if that didn't work out, we stopped dating them and started dating someone else. Right. That's kind of what I'm doing though. Like I, I cannot like, for example, I have been going out on dates with one guy yep. right now, and I'm having a really hard time getting myself to date other people, even though technically I can, yeah. we're not exclusive. Right. It's really difficult for me to like handle. Yeah. Have you done that in the past though? Have you done, have you like casually, I've done that, like briefly dated? I've done that once or twice. And it's okay. always like, Uh, there's one guy, like, here's one example that, that pops up in my head last year. I dated this very casually, not exclusive dated this guy for about a month or two. Mm -hmm. And I really, really liked him like Mm -hmm. so much and we weren't exclusive and it was going really slow. And I was like, I think I like him more than he likes me. And Mm -hmm. so in order to like protect myself, I'm going to go out and date other people. And that's, what's going to like help me. And so I forced myself to go out with Mm. other guys and ultimately it was just like a big shit show. And I don't know like if that had anything to do with it, but I think that's an issue because when I look at the reasoning behind why I was going out with other people while I was dating this guy, 
I was doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was just like blindly going out with guys that like, I didn't actually like, but if I like saw a different guy that like, I actually genuinely did like, and I wasn't exclusive with this, with this guy, then Mm -hmm. that's different. And I think that's fine. However, like I am a monogamous person. Yeah. And so, and I also am busy. I was talking to my friend the other day. He, um, asked me this question of like, have you ever like dated multiple people, like non-exclusively at the same Mm -hmm. time? Like, which is like totally fine. You can do that. Yeah. And I was like, no, I can't mostly because like, I, I just don't have the capacity to like Mm -hmm. give to someone and somebody else at the same time in terms of emotion, also scheduling wise, like that's a logistic I've got a full calendar. Like it's hard to do it. And he was like, same. He was like, I've been going out with all these girls and he was like, and it's exhausting. Like I can't do it. It's so much. So I think that like, we all think we're going out with a bunch of people at the same time, but I actually don't think we are. I think like people who are our age don't do that as frequently. Whereas like my mom was always weirded out in high school. She was like, why are you just like seeing this one person? Don't you just like, like if this guy wants to have dinner, why don't you go like have dinner or go do this? I'm like, because I'm like dating. She's like, it's a casual date. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you're not exclusive. Are you? And I'm like, no, but like, we're in the talking phase, <laughs> yeah, you mom. know, like we're talking, you know? And I think that is a phrase that was new with like our yeah, generation of people phrase. where it's yeah. like, we're, we're in the talking phase. phase. Right. And we're, we're talking and getting to know each other. And I don't want to talk to and get to know other people because like the assumption was the other person that you're talking to would get mad. Right. And like, yeah. I don't know that they would, but like I would probably like, I, I it's, think it's, it's like assumption of exclusivity. It's it's the assumption. And, and like, for example, the guy that I'm like going out right with right now, like, like we're not exclusive. He's allowed to go date other people. I'm allowed to go date mm-hmm. other people. I'd be kind of bummed if he was. I don't know. I think it goes back to like, what is your intention? Like if you are dating to be in a relationship and hoping to find somebody to be in a relationship with, I think that's much more normal. Um, if you're like dating just to go and have fun, I think it's more normal for people to, I, I have gone out. Like, I think that you thought that I was dating multiple people at once because I do go out on like a first date every single week. Right. And it's, and I like always tell you about them and yeah. it's a different guy every week. Mm-hmm. And it's because I either like, didn't like him. Right. And so I just move on to the next one or I really, I really, really liked him and he didn't like me back mm. and didn't get a second date. Yep. Um, and so I'm just like knocking them out, but there was like definitely a point where like, I was like, it's just kind of fun to like meet new people and like yeah. see where it goes. And like, if it doesn't go anywhere, cool. Like if it does, that's great. Yeah. Um, I, I dating is hard, but it can also be really fun. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really good, that's a do is just to have yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a don't of a first date? Cause I have uh, one other thing that I want to talk about before we yeah. close out the episode, but I want to know if you have other don'ts. So I have a thing. Don't just don't forget to talk about yourself mm-hmm. because I do that. Like I don't talk about myself enough mm-hmm. and that sounds weird. Because like, I think that like, we've like, I've heard this all the time that like humans love to talk about themselves. And that's so true. I love mm-hmm. to talk about myself. Like we're on, I, we started a fucking podcast. Like of course <laughs> I love to talk about myself. Okay. If that's not yes. obvious. Yes. But for some reason, like when I'm on a first date, I am fascinated by men. Like they're mm-hmm. so interesting to me. And I do have fun on dates because I, I genuinely enjoy hearing about different people's expect like, uh, like how they live and like, mm-hmm. um, how they were raised and, and where they're at now. Like, I just, I'm, I'm genuinely a curious person yeah. and I looking back on dates, like, like I said, I've had dates where I didn't like them and like, that's whatever, but I've also had dates where I really did like the guy mm-hmm. and I didn't get a second date yeah. from them. That was their choice. And I look back on those dates and those dates, I was, I didn't talk much majority of the date was then me asking them questions and, and them giving me things. Um, and like, I have a couple in mind that like, I'm, I'm thinking about, and like, they were asking me questions. Like they were trying to get to know me and I wasn't giving them a lot. Mm. Um, and like, I think like, I'm not that interesting of a person and like, I don't 
I'm like, oh, my answer is not interesting, but like, I want to hear your answer. Mm-hmm. But like, when you think about it, like they're trying to get to know you. And so, right. yeah, your answer is interesting. Um, yeah. Even if it seems boring to you, like they want to know more about it. And so I yeah. can be kind of reserved and can be kind of shy. And I would rather like hear you talk than me talk, especially when I'm nervous on a date, or if I really like a guy, then I'm going to be a little bit more quiet. Mm-hmm. And that I have found has hurt me more than it has helped me. Yeah. I think that's a really solid point. I think there's a give and take that happens in a first date. And I think a lot of women, especially, I think, think that a guy or the person that they're going out with didn't like them after a first date, but it could very well be that they just didn't get to know you at all. And so like, why would I go out with you again? Because you didn't give me. And also sometimes they can take your lack of sharing as a disinterest in them. Right. So like, if you don't share about yourself, the fear would be like, they don't think you're interested in them because you don't want to share anything about your life with them. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going on a first date, you have to be willing to, to be at least a little bit open or even transparent and say like, I'm not very good at talking about myself. Yeah. But like, if you ask me a question, like I'm going to try my best to answer it, but like, let them know, like, it's kind of hard for me to talk about myself. Um, I would never say that because I'm a talker and you ask me a question and I'll talk for days. It's so interesting because like I'm a talker too, but, and and so I'll, so I like have that about myself and then I show up to these dates and I'm quiet as a mouse and I'm like, Mm -hmm. what am I doing? Like what's going on? I think it's just cause like I'm nervous and I don't want to say the wrong thing. So I don't say anything at all. Um, and that's so not helpful. And and I, I think that's great advice. Even just saying, telling them like, uh, I'm sorry. Like I I'm, I'm not great at this. So like, I'm trying my best. Um, Cause I think like when I was like fishing for a second date and trying to see if he'll text me and like, like we'll go out again. Um, I, I remembered the feeling of being like really bummed because then I'm like, I, I would say like, he, he didn't really know me mm-hmm. and I wish that he knew me and then decided to not give me the second date. And then yeah. I'm like, Oh, I wish that I had talked more because I think if I had talked more, I would have maybe gotten the second date. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a bummer to realize that. Yeah, it is. And I think it goes back to like being yourself too, right? Like on, on a first date and like trying to be open. And if you, if you are ready to date and you're ready to be on a first date with someone, like be ready to show up and be there. And like, think about your answers, like think about the questions that you'll ask him and then think, Mm -hmm. well, there's a pretty damn good chance that he's going to say, how about yourself? Right. You better have an answer too. So you can have a pretty good idea of what you might talk about based off of the questions that, you know, you'll probably ask him. You shouldn't have an answer yourself. So, so the other, the last thing I want to talk about is this idea of like being physical on a first date. I wonder about like, if you're actually looking for a future with someone, what is an ideal timeline in your experience or what you'd want it to look like? What should people expect as far as being physical on a first date and like, how do you navigate that? Um, I, I have always had a three date rule mm-hmm. and I have broken that rule many times. <laughs> Haven't we all? Yeah. And, <laughs> and here's the thing though, like the times that I've broken that rule, I am glad I did because that's mm. what I really wanted. And I think that's when you like, I I'm, I'm sticking to that rule. Even when I do break it, that's, that's always like the go-to like that's, Mm. I'm always going to have that. Um, even though I know I break it a lot, um, because I think it gives you a baseline of where you're at. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that like, okay. So the times that I have broken that rule, it's because like the guy and I really hit it off and, it's because I trust them and I feel comfortable with mm. them in that regard. And if I didn't feel comfortable with them, I would stick to my at least yeah. three day rule at least yeah. um, until I did. I'm yeah. going to continue to use that as a baseline mm-hmm. and just go with, with that. Is a three day rule for anything physical Sex. kissing? Okay. Got it. Just thought we'd clarify really quick because, you know, Smart. some people don't know. So Could be anything. Three yeah. dates, three dates for sex. Got it. Yeah. 
at least. And sometimes it's longer. Like I'm not saying it's every like third date (laughs) sleeping with them. Every third, she goes on multiple third dates. And that's it. That's all. Just one, two, three. Sex stops at three. Bye. Um, cause I wonder, I wonder about that because that's um, hard though. That's, that's a great question. Yeah. I don't know. Now women, this is like, I don't know. I am a person who really needs to know somebody before I sleep with them. Men, not so much. Um, with men, I, I kind of just did it, but I think it's because I had no emotional connection or like very little emotional connection. However, there was only like one or two times where I had like a casual, like casual sex with a guy. The other times I at least knew them or was friends with them. And then we decided to cross that boundary. And then it was like a mistake, (laughs) right? Like I had boyfriends in college and then in my master's, I had like was friends with men and then we were like sure fuck it and then it was like really awkward and we never were friends again which is just stupid like if you want to go on a first date or like have a casual fling with a guy that you're actually friends with make sure you have a discussion with them first about what that's going to do to your friendship because in my experience it's always messed it up I've never been able to go from friends to dating with a guy, but I also think that that's my experience. And I think it does happen where you can be friends first. And I think it's really important. Like technically Allison and I were friends first because I wasn't, when we met, I wasn't ready to be in a relationship with her. And we had two months of talking and me kind of figuring out if I wanted a relationship. And then even when she came to visit me for the first weekend and we had our like quote unquote first date, um, I still didn't know that I actually wanted to be in a relationship with her. And then by the end of the weekend, we were in a relationship, (laughs) but that was after two months of like talking every day and and having virtual dates. And and, Mm -hmm. I mean, we planned everything. Like I planned dinner to her house that got delivered and we had dinner together over FaceTime. Like we did all of that, like pandemic dating stuff, right? Like she took me our actual virtual first date. She took me to like Michigan on FaceTime, which was very cute. And I got to watch the sunset on her phone. Yeah, it was cute. I know. And now we're old and moldy and getting married and we're boring. So old and moldy, but it's fine. Um, now we have really fun discussions. Like I'm not going to cry. What's a water heater. So cute. (laughs) Stop. Are you kidding me right now? I'm an (laughs) IUD in me. Okay. (laughs) You're funny. Um, but yes, we did the virtual first dating, but the actual in-person first date, I still didn't know if I wanted to like be with her, but I did know that I wanted her to be like my closest friend. Like I was really, yeah, like I was really um, invested in our friendship. I just didn't know if I was ready to be in a relationship. And then here we are <laughs> two and a half years later. So, you know, you do what you got to do. Um, but yes, I think that knowing what your personal boundaries are when it comes to physicalness, right. And being physical with a partner is really important. Um, have an actual like discussion with yourself before you go on a first date. Yeah. Like, what do you want out of the first date? What would you think qualifies as a sex, as a sexual, as, as a successful, not a sexual first date, a successful first date, what qualifies, like what in your mind is good and if it doesn't live up to your standards, decide if if that's going to be, you know, something you continue to explore or not, right? And stick to whatever boundaries you decide when it comes to physical experiences, right? With someone that you're dating, you need to decide what's appropriate for you. If you have a three date rule, if you have a five date rule, if you if you are don't want any rules at all, right? Like think about what your boundaries are and stick I to think, them. Like have a boundary, but also like. Cause, cause my boundary is three dates, but I've broken that and I've mm-hmm. not like, but I've only broken that when I am confident in breaking yes. it. Yes. So like, that's like the baseline. And just in general, I would suggest you not sleep with somebody on the first date, unless that's all they're there for. Like, unless yeah. you are just looking for the physical aspect of another human being first date, whatever, do it. 
But if you want anything even remotely beyond just something physical, try to wait until at least the second date. But I also don't think that we should be like denying ourselves things. Like if we want to, like, for example, my last relationship that I was in, we were together for two years. We had a really great relationship. I slept with him on the second date. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't, I think that there's this like stigma of like, guys will think that you're easy Mm -hmm. um, if you sleep with them too early. Um, And maybe some of them would. And if then, then you don't want to be with like, then they're assholes if if they're going to make an assumption like that off of you. So case by case basis, but also like, I I think what you're getting at is like, understand what you're comfortable doing and, and do what you're comfortable doing and don't do what you're not comfortable doing. Yeah. Like. Yes. I think that's exactly well said, no matter who your partner is, no matter their gender, no matter the expectations that they might have, like you have to stay true to your own self. And the worst that could happen is that you aren't a good match, hopefully. Right. Barring all safety issues, because we also know that's a thing. Right. And like, if your safety is, um, compromised because you're saying no to something, have an escape route, like have a way out. Yeah. Yeah have your friend on speed, like have it. And then on the other side of things, and I'm experiencing this, if somebody else, if who you're with, if you want to go faster than who you're with, you need to respect them and what they're comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes both ways. Yeah. To to be a good partner is to listen and understand the perspective of, of the other person that you're with. And so if, if you are the one that wants to go faster, you have to pull yourself back. That's not to say there isn't room for conversation about what that pace looks like at a timeline and, and expectations, because once again, like your needs matter. And so if they can't be where you need them to be for the relationship to be successful, that's not a bad thing either, you know? So just keep the lines of communication open, be mindful of your boundaries and be respectful of other people. And your first date will go great. We are experts. Experts. I really didn't think we were, but wow. Crushing it crushing it. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. If you have ideas of what you want to hear from us, what you want to talk about, please don't be afraid to let us know. Follow us on Instagram. Please rate the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed so you get notifications when new episodes go live. We love you so much. Thanks for being here. Thanks guys. Good luck on your first dates y'all. Yeah. (laughs) Report back. Yeah. We're praying for you. I'm not. Neither are you. I mean, neither am I. Hey, uh, peace out. Peace out. Bye guys. Bye guys.